بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف المرسلين سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته Welcome to Unlocking Hearts I'm your host Irshad Siddiq and today we're looking at Jews number 8 The 8th Jews begins at verse number 111 of Surah Al-An'am and ends at verse 87 of Surah Al-A'raf both of these suwar have, uh, have been revealed during the early Makkan period and as a result they share several themes and flow together as one discussion. One common theme that runs throughout these two surahs is Islamic theology or aqidah, in other words what we believe about Allah and its various branches. Surah Al-An'am focuses more on the concept of monotheism, the concept of believing in only one God, while Surah Al-A'raf continues this with further emphasis on the afterlife and the messengers. All of the primary beliefs of Islam can be found in this Jews of the Qur'an, making it the Jews of Aqidah, right? That's what sometimes it is referred to. The Jews begins with a firm reminder that those who reject the truth will do so regardless of the evidence provided to them. You can show them whatever you want, they will continue to reject the truth. Allah says, even if we sent down the angels to them and the dead spoke to them and we gathered all things before them, they still would not believe unless Allah wills. But most of them are ignorant. The problem therefore is not with the message, but with the recipients of the message and the choices that they make, right? This verse condemns radical skepticism. This type of skepticism, when taken to its natural conclusion, will cause a person to doubt everything, even when the proofs are clearly in front of them. It's the same with those who reject the truth. The miracle of the Qur'an and the proofs of prophethood are all clear and evident, yet still they disbelieve. Now sometimes, it's not that they were not truly convinced, but they chose not to be truly convinced. Even if you consider yourself as a Muslim, and uh, somebody asked to present a different scripture to you, would you genuinely approach that scripture with absolute openness? And if that, if that scripture convinces you, which of course it won't, even if you allow it to, it will not convince you if you know the Qur'an, would you genuinely just submit to that feeling on the inside, that intellectual um, sensation, and, and just move towards that religion? Right, so it's, it's a very difficult thing to actually put yourself into a, a receptive state. And this is the problem that many of them had. And then they would call the Prophet wasallam a soothsayer. They would call him a magician. They would call him a poet. But they knew deep down, they actually said that they know that he's none of these things. But they'll rather make something up than to go for the obvious fact, which is that what he's being, what he's presenting to them and what he's bringing to them is in fact from Allah. Then we are reminded that the truth, the truth is not always with the majority or the dominant powers. Allah Taala, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala tells us this clearly. وَإِن تُتِعْ أَكْثَرَ مَنْ فِي الْأَرْضِ يُضِلُّكَ أَنْ سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ إِيَّتَبِعُونَ إِلَّا الظَّنَّ وَإِنْهُمْ إِلَّا يَخْرُسُونَ That it's not always the dominant group in the earth or the the big power in the earth, right? Where the, where the truth lies. Rather, truth has its own criterion and can often be found with minorities. And there's a very important understanding that needs to be clarified here. This verse is referring to humankind as a whole. That if the majority of people in the land are disbelievers, which is 
factual, right? The majority of people on earth, they don't, they're not Muslim at least. They're not mu'minun. But uh, they might believe in some other religion. So in that sense, if you follow the majority, if you follow what's popular, if you follow mainstream media and so forth, and that fashion and that trend, then unfortunately, they will send you astray from the path of Allah. They are not following except their own conjecture. And they're only but lying to you. This verse cannot ever be, be used for believers because when it comes to the majority of the believers and when it comes to the consensus of Muslims, Muslim scholars that is, there are in fact a variety of, of, of evidence. There's a, there's a plethora of evidence in fact to espouse the fact that the majority are on the haq and that they will remain on the haq. And this is why we have so much dependence on Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah, right? Which is the major schools of theology, Al-Ashairah, Al-Maturidiyah, Al-Hanabila, and the major schools of fiqh, right? The four, the four madahib of Sunni Islam. Anyway, the point being, this verse teaches us not to just go with what the popular opinion is out there, outside of the fold of Islam, just because they are in the majority doesn't make them right. The parables of truth and falsehood continue throughout the surah as Allah compares the guided to the living and the misguided to the dead. It is he, it rather is he who was dead. Then we gave him life and made for him a light by which he walks among the people, the same as the one who is in total darkness and cannot get out of it, as Allah says. Thus the doings of disbelievers are made to appear good to them. So that verse shows us how Islam brings light to the hearts of people and can soften the hearts of even the biggest critics. Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala anhu is a very good example of this. Initially, he was on his way to kill Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He was one of the harshest enemies of Islam. But the moment he became receptive to the truth and he asked to be shown the revelation and he read it, the light of Islam penetrated his heart and he then became a beacon of light for others whose example continues to light our way today. So, it starts with a sincere desire for, for guidance. And Allah knows best. The verse that I'm choosing to actually zoom into for this particular juz is verse number 43 of Surah Al-A'raf where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَنَزَعْنَا مَا فِي صُدُورِهِمْ مِنْ غِلْ We will remove whatever bitterness they had in their hearts. تَجْرِي مِنْ تَحْتِهِمُ الْأَنْهَارِ Rivers will be flowing beneath them. This is referring to those who enter into Jannah. Before they enter into Jannah, Allah will remove any ill feelings they have in their hearts. And then they will be able to go to Jannah where rivers will flow beneath them. And when they enter into Jannah, the first words that they will say is, All praise is due to the one who guided us to this. وَمَا كُنَّا لِنَهْتَدِيَ لَوْلَا أَنْ هَدَانَ اللَّهِ And surely we would not have been guided had Allah not guided us. So even they, they understand that it was not of their own doing, it wasn't because of their own piety or because of their own superiority or because of their own intellect. It was purely because of Allah Ta'ala's mercy and these will be the first words and these will be pure words. They don't, they don't, they don't come from a fabricated place, they come from a sincere place, from a deep place because this is Jannah. Right? No lies can take place here. And then Allah says, لَقَدْ جَاءَتْ رُسُلُ رَبِّنَا بِالْحَقِّ They in Jannah will say, the messengers of our Lord had indeed come with the truth. 
You know, we sacrificed our lives. We didn't engage in our nafs. We stayed away from haram, all out of obedience to what the messengers had brought. And at times we may have felt like, you know, is this worth it? Is this really going to happen? Is this the truth? They may have had that doubt, but they went against that doubt and they adopted faith. They adopted iman. And now the iman pays off. Wanudu, and it will be called. Antilkumul Jannah, that is your God and that's your Jannah, which you have been made to inherit. Because of what you used to do, right? So we just said it's not because of what you did that you are here, it's because of Allah's guidance. But Allah guides us to do, Allah guides us to behave, Allah guides us to put into action. And without the action, without the action, we can have all the good, sincere intentions. But it's the actions that Allah wants and it's the actions that will draw his mercy inshallah and it's the actions that will cause Allah's mercy to afford us to go to Jannah forever. But one of the subtle takeaway points from this verse is that only then will the ill feelings be removed from their hearts. So if you're carrying around ill feelings with you, understand that you'll be carrying that around till you die in your qabr after being resurrected throughout Qiyamah and hopefully inshallah we pass that test and then only before you go into Jannah will you be freed from that burden subhanallah like think about that for a second is it really worthwhile carrying around that poison in your heart as opposed to those who rid themselves of it now and live free from that burden and don't have that carrying them down or weighing them down in the Akhirah or in the Barzakh may Allah make us of those Ameen and with this we make dua Allahu Akbar, Allah is the greatest and Allah granted us all the, the favors that we continue to enjoy on a daily basis. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, all praise is due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wassalatu wassalamu ala ashrafil anbiya'i wal mursaleen. Choices, peace, blessings and salutations upon our master and exemplar Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. O oh Allah, O oh master of the universe, master of all creation. Master of humankind, master of genekind. Ya Rabbal Alameen, you are the most merciful of those who show mercy. We beg of your mercy. Ya Allah, in this month of mercy, we ask that we be from among those who enter into Jannah without any ill feelings having weighed them down in this world through the Barzakh and in the year after. Ya Allah, we ask you to make us from among those who will say those words, Alhamdulillahi alladhi hadana li hadha wa ma kunna li nahtadiya lawla an hadana Allah in Jannatul Firdaus, Ya Rabbal Alameen, Ya Rabb, we beg of you to guide us so that we can be from among them. Ya Rabb, we beg of you to guide us with conviction and faith in the message of your messengers. O oh Allah, we ask that we be from among those who inherit your Jannah. Ya Allah, inspire us with whatever we need, the knowledge and the motivation and the consistency to practice upon your deen, the most perfect way of life. Ya Allah, we ask that you open up our hearts and our minds and our souls to receive the guidance that you constantly pour down upon us through the Qur'an and the Sunnah, the way of your noble messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. Ya Rabbal Alameen, we ask that you forgive us of our shortcomings and our sins, our bad habits and our weak ways. Ya Allah, we ask that you wash our mountains of sins away for you are the most merciful of those who show mercy. And forgiving us, Ya Allah, removes nothing of your mercy and removes nothing of your kingdom. Ya Allah, we have no one else to turn to other than you. Ya Allah, we choose to turn to no one else but you. Ya Allah, you are our creator, you are our nourisher, you are our sustainer. 
Ya Allah, we are weak and we are nothing without you. Ya Allah, we admit our weaknesses before you. Ya Allah, with weak, with weak actions and weak hearts and weak souls and weak characters, we come to you as weaklings, raising our hands, raising our palms to the heavens and begging of your mercy. Ya Arhamar Rahimin, Ya Allah, look down upon us with your mercy. Ya Allah, we turn to you and we ask that you grant the best of this world to all of our parents, those of them who are alive. Ya Allah, those of them who you had taken away from this world, we beg of you to shower them with your mercy in their graves. Ya Arhamar Rahimin. Ya Allah, we beg of you to protect and guide our youth, our children, Ya Allah, to the Sirat al Mustaqim. Take them out of the darkness, bring them into the light. Ya Allah, take us out of the darkness, bring us into the light. Ya Allah, allow our children to be stalwarts of faith. Allow them to be pillars of light in a time of darkness. Ya Allah, we ask, we beg of you, Ya Rabb, that our children and their progeny and all of our lineage till the day of Qiyamah remain steadfast upon faith, remain steadfast upon Iman, and remain part of the Ummatul Islam, Ya Arhamar Rahimin. Ya Allah, during these days and months of these days and nights of Ramadan, You've granted us opportunities to be with the Qur'an. We ask that you make us consistent, sincere, and fully inspired to spend our time with the Qur'an, to recite the Qur'an, to reflect upon the Qur'an. Ya Allah, we beg of you to make us from among those whose hearts are opened by the Qur'an. Ya Allah, we ask you to make us from among those who receive the guidance of the Qur'an. Ya Allah, we ask you to make us students of the Qur'an, those who have memorized the Qur'an, those who understand the Qur'an, those who study the Qur'an, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Ya Allah, we ask that you make the Qur'an a companion for us in this world, that you make it a companion for us in the grave, that you make it a companion for us in the world you're after, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Ya Allah, we ask for your mercy through this Qur'an. Ya Allah, we ask that you accept our fasting from us, our recitation of Qur'an from us, our dua from us, our adhkar from us, our taraweeh from us. Ya Allah, Ya Arhamar Rahimin. Ya Allah, we ask that you forgive all the Muslim men and the Muslim women around the world those of them who remain alive and those of them who have passed on unto you. Ya Allah, we make dua for all of those who are suffering with pain, with oppression, with injustice against them. Ya Allah, we beg of you to remove the pain, the injustice, the oppression and the affliction and you lighten their burdens, Ya, ya Rabbil Alameen. Ya Allah, we ask that you grant the acceptance of dua for all of our sisters, our mothers and our daughters who undergo all forms of violence and all forms of oppression in their homes and in their lives. Ya Arhamar Rahimin. Ya Allah, we ask you in this month of Ramadan, this month of Dua, this month of Barakah, bi rahmatika ya Arhamar Rahimin, bi sirri surat al-Fatiha, bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, ar-Rahmanir Rahim. Maliki yawmiddini iyaka na'abudu wa iyaka nasta'in. Ihdina sirat al-mustaqim, sirat al-ladhina an'amta alayhim. غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين آمين تقبل الله منا ومنكم جزاكم الله خيرا for joining me again for unlocking hearts until next time وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد الحمد لله رب العالمين السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته